I am ecstatic to be alive. Welcome to Matters of the Heart with Estelle. Oh my gosh, so much has transpired. How are you doing? How are you doing? Like, seriously, how how are you doing? I've been away for a while and so much has transpired. Ladies and gentlemen, saints and friends, I have been living life to the full. And so much has transpired, and I'm going to try to share it with you um, very quickly. But I want you to know that um, I'm grateful. Today is a day of gratitude. Why? Because I could have been dead and in my grave, but, but God, oh my gosh. I'm going to share with you a few of my experiences that I've had in the past three weeks, all right? And I'm going to go over some um, upcoming events that are uh, just amazing that's going on in our lives, all right? Uh, First of all, we're going to talk about um, the scripture of the day. Charity suffereth long and is kind, my God. Charity is kind and it suffereth long. That's what the scripture said. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It is not puffed up. How many of us know people that say they love you, but yet um, their mouth and their actions uh, may show something different? Well, today we want to love everyone to the full. We want to offer everyone we know the love of Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you and we praise you. We thank you for who you are, for what you're doing, and for what you're going to do. We love you because of who you are, and we thank you. Thank you for sparing our lives. Thank you for our families, our friends. Thank you for our pastors, our leaders in this world. Thank you, oh God, for keeping power because many things could have happened, but you kept us. You protected us. You hid us from the troubles and the vicissitudes of life. So therefore, we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. All right. So I graduated. Yes, I'm ecstatic. Theology and Bible and biblical studies. All right. And so I have a bachelor's of arts and I am ecstatic. You know, um, I started school when I was 19 years old, straight out of um, high school, I went to college and it was a fight, all right? My parents did not want me to go. I shouldn't say my parents, I should tell the truth, right? My dad, my dad said, no, I'm not going to pay for you to go to college, no. He had um, come in contact with a lot of people and he said that, you know, children that go to college mistreat their parents because they think they're more than them. And he had a slew of reasons why. But anyway, we knew in our household that we were not going to go to college, but it was something burning deep down in the inside of me. And I knew the place that made me happy would be college because I love school. I struggled in school, but yet I love school because I love learning. And that's my thing today. I love learning. And so I went to college and Rochester Business Institute was the college in the town, uh, in the city. Uh, I lived in Penfield. I lived in Pittsford, New York, which is a very exclusive suburb um, in upstate New York. You can look it up, pull it up on your computer, Pittsford, New York. And we also lived in Penfield, New York, which is the same. Uh, I loved growing up in that 
atmosphere. You know, I went to um, primarily Caucasian schools, uh, so they say, but um, I enjoyed learning. And one day we had a new teacher coming and I, I, I'm going to tell you this. I dressed up to go to school. All right. I wore my full blown suits and dresses, whatever I wore to church, I wore to school. So this particular day we had a new teacher. Her name was Mrs. Chucky and that's Z S C H O C H E. And I was standing at the front of the, um, by the chalkboard when she walked in the room and she thought I was another teacher. We are today in close um, contact and we have always been from that moment. But she told me, she said, Sandra, when I walked into that classroom, I thought you were the teacher and I was in the wrong classroom. (laughs) She said, because you were dressed to the nines. I'm like, this surely cannot be a student. But I have always loved to dress up. That's my thing. I I got that from both parents. So yeah. Anyway, when I graduated from high school, I didn't want to graduate because I loved school. So my teachers got together and they were like, we can arrange it where you, where you can fail and um, you can repeat the, you know, the 12th grade. I was like, oh no, I don't love school that much, you know? So needless to say, I graduated high school and I wanted to go to college and I took the yellow pages, the phone book. Back then we had the phone book, the literal phone book. And I flipped through the pages and I said, boom, I'm going to go to Rochester Business Institute because I want to be, um, back then I wanted to be an accountant. And I was really good with numbers back then. But in 12th grade, my brother Roderick Rumpf passed away. He drowned in our pool. And it was a horrible, sad occasion. But I tell you, when life happens, um, my strength And my go-to has always been to call on the name of Jesus. And I can remember right there, everybody being at the house. We were on, um, our house was enormous. And so we were on the, I guess it's called the, the north side of the house. And we were playing badminton. And it was some of our family and extended family were there. And um, some people were inside the house. Some family members were outside at the pool. Anyway, we heard this yell, a piercing yell that we will never forget. And, and they were telling us that our brother was in the pool and he hasn't come up for a while. Can I tell you, my adrenaline started going and we ran around the enormous home to get to the backyard to see my brother in the pool to see my brother-in-law pushing him to us. We grabbed his body and pulled him out of the pool and they begin to give him C. Um, oh my God, I just had a flashback. I haven't spoken about this in so many years. Oh my gosh. They begin to give him CP, CPR or what is it called? Yeah. Needless to say, the fire department and everybody came and um, All I can say was, Father, I still love you, my God. God, I still love you. I must have said it about a million times nonstop. I still love you. I still love you. How many of you can say that when you get into trouble, when you get into the trenches, when you get into the deep, deep of life? Father, I 
still love you. That was my determinant factor. I knew regardless of what happened, I still loved God. So the family was in total chaos. My parents were out of town in our um, little resort home in Sodus, New York, just trying to get away to take a breather. And they were on their way home. So when they got home, if you can imagine and envision with me, the ambulance, the police, the fire department, people screaming, crying, the whole nine. And my mom put me in charge of calling everybody in the family. And I can see myself now standing in the corner, dialing the numbers to my family members to tell them about my brother, Roderick Crump. Well, I'm 56 years old, which means we made it through that, my God. And guess what? We're going to make it through some more. We were built for this. It was devastating for me. And I'll do another podcast about just that maybe one day if I can get myself through it. But a lot of things transpired. Um, Being a child, losing a brother, that's a loss that you cannot even imagine. Anyway, today, next on the agenda, um, I graduated and my graduation was in it was in Lenexa, Kansas. And now I had never been to Lenexa, but guess what? I've been to Topeka, Kansas because my friend Tammy Felton and her dad, um, I went, we went to visit them and to her mom's funeral. And that was a, an experience within itself. Maybe we'll talk about that too. All right. So this is my first time in Lenexa and we stayed in a resort um, the Embassy Suites in Olathe, Kansas. And that was to die for. Can I tell you, we had the time of my life. We had the time of our lives. My children really enjoyed it. I think they enjoyed everything as much as I did. So I think I want to move to Kansas, y'all. You tell me what you think. I think I want to move to Kansas. Kansas is so beautiful. Oh my gosh. I love everything about Kansas. So we went to Kansas, went to my graduation, and it was cathartic. It was it was a milestone that I had been dreaming of and put on my vision board for many years. Now, everybody that know me knows I am the mother, yes, of nine children. How did I do it? They said, how did you do it? I don't know. I tell them, by the grace of God, by the grace and the mercy of God, he brought me to this day. I've been through a lot of situations. I've sacrificed a lot. I've put myself on the back burner. I have done everything for my children and my family from day one. And I wanted my bachelor degree and I wanted it bad. So when I went to Rochester Business Institute, that was a school that offered an associate's degree, but I got into a program and I do not recommend this. So let me, you know, start by saying that I do not recommend anyone to do what I did. All right. But I got into a program that was an associate's degree that was contingent on you finishing from that school. And if you did not finish your associate's degree at that school, then there were repercussions. All right. 
And so I got into that program because I never foresaw any of the things that happened to me past that because I love school and I knew I was going to be complete because I'm not a quitter, right? And so basically, I met a man and fell in love with him. He asked me to marry him. I married him. And I never thought I would not be going to school. I never thought I would not be able to finish my education because I loved education. Needless to say, we began having children and we made a pact. And I don't recommend anyone to make a pact either. (laughs) But I made a pact that I would not work because I love work as well. I would not work once I start having my children. I would stay home and be a stay-home mom. And I made that agreement and I tried to keep that agreement. But needless to say, when you get married and you're young, you move away from home, a lot of things happen, all right, that you don't necessarily um, think or uh, write on the schedule that's going to happen. A lot of things just happen, right? And so I made that agreement. um, And I tell you today, I regret that agreement. So do not, uh, I reiterate it more times that I have fingers and toes, don't make agreements unless you know um, thoroughly what that's going to mean for you. So I got married, moved out of town to a strange place, and we were doing well. I loved my husband. You know, a lot of things transpired and um, I began to have, we began to have children, one after one after one. There was a span of time um, that like my first son was born um, nine months later or like they're like nine months apart then my second son was born then my daughter was born then I had a miscarriage um, and then my other son was born three years later so that was the longest space I had a three-year space and then I had another child I had another miscarriage I had another child I had another miscarriage end up having nine children and four miscarriages So I did not plan for that. You see what I'm saying? And many times we make decisions based on what we think or perceive in our minds. But life happens that you do not plan on. I did not plan on um, being the mother of nine children. I did not plan on having four miscarriages. Life happens. All right. So needless to say, all throughout that life, we moved and moved and moved and moved and moved more than I got fingers and toes. We lived in hotels more than I got fingers and toes. And so I could not go to school because we were trying to live and to survive. It's the survival of the fittest. You want to stay together. You're a family unit, you know, you don't want, but needless to say, life happened, all right? So my education piece was put on the back burner. But this particular time, I went for a walk and um, I looked up and saw DeVry University. I didn't know what it was, but I knew it was a business school. And that's what I was going to school uh, for in upstate New York, Rochester Business Institute. So DeVry University, I can take some business classes. I can be well on my way, right? And... I went and I asked him, well, when I I went inside the university and I met with a dean and signed up for classes right then, he waived all my fees. I went back and I asked my husband, I said, is it all right if I go to school? And he said, yes. And I said, wow, wow, I am actually in school and I start tomorrow. So I started that next day. 
I was so geeked. I was so excited. I didn't know what to do. I was head over heels. I was loyal, dedicated, took multiple classes. I was on the dean's list and didn't even know. All right. I was getting award after award after award because I loved school. So we ended up moving into our home or we ended up moving to Frankfort, Illinois. And the school was in Tinley Park, Illinois. So if you know where that is, you you know the vicinity, right? So it took me about 15 minutes to drive. Many times I didn't have gas to even make it to school. Many times I had gas to make it to school, but not back home, my God. So I'm trying to tell you, whatever you want to do, you put your mind to it, you can complete it. It took me many years for my dreams to come to, to fruition but I pushed, I pushed every day so I can have my degree. All right, so let's fast forward. Um, I stayed in school until I got sick, until I could not go anymore. Um, I ended up having a hysterectomy and um, so I couldn't go back to school for a while. So that speaks to the space of time. So I had to take another leave of absence. I had to take my first leave of absence because my daughter was crying, saying she never sees us and um, she needs me home with her. So I had to make a decision in that moment. Do I stop and raise my children and give them the best foundation I can or do I pursue my education that I really want? You weigh it. You will have um, things to weigh in your life and you're going to have to weigh it and make sure you make the the best decision for the family. You can't be selfish in these decision making, you know, things. And so my choice was to, you know, make that sacrifice and come home and be with my children and raise them to the best of my ability. And so... There was many years that transpired that I could not make it to school. Then my school sold my transcripts to another school because Rochester Business Institute was abolished, no longer exists. They went to Bryan and Stratton, couldn't find them, couldn't find my transcripts anywhere. So when I went back to school this time, I took there was two colleges that wanted me. One was local and one was in um, Colorado. And so I told both of them, Whoever finds my transcript, that's the school I will go to. And so uh, Nazarene Bible Institute, Nazarene Bible College, they told me, no worries, we'll call you back within two weeks, which they did. And he called me and said, I have good news. I have your transcript. Now, I tried to get my transcript for years, years, because I wanted to get back into school. Needless to say, that was in 2017. It is now 2021. So I've been in school practically all of my life, but I am just now receiving the benefits of hard work, hard dedication, many nights of staying awake, writing papers, not understanding things. Needless to say, I didn't tell you, I went through a bout of cancer all in between there, and I never stopped going to school even through chemo, even through radiation, I still maintained a B average. And my grades were slipping and I was having like, like I, I don't like my grades to slip. And so 
I worked hard. Many days I stayed at the computer trying to get an understanding, trying to comprehend. My sister came from Ohio and she read to me. My children read to me because I could not comprehend. I could not read through all that, you know, situation. But God brought me through. I fought hard. What am I saying? Whatever situation you're in, you're going to have to fight and fight hard for what you want. Well, on the 29th of May, 2021, I walked across the stage and it was an amazing feeling. I wanted to dance, shout, scream, holler, jump, run, all at the same time. Oh my God. But for my children to see the dedication and the hard work. And they, I give my hats off to my children because they helped me. They helped me. Victoria, she's probably the one that helped me the most, but they they stuck in there with me. So this is both my degree as well as their degree. I love my children. They stuck with me throughout everything, just like I stuck with them and raised them to the best of my ability. All right, so I graduated in May. I left here on the 27th of May, went to Kansas and graduated on the 29th. We stayed there the 30th and I woke up in the morning. We were supposed to come back home, but I said, I'm going to Colorado to see my son. Oh my gosh. It has always been my dream to go to Colorado. I told my son, God is in the mountains. And baby, can I tell you, God is in the mountains. I wish to God you could could take a trip and go to Colorado to see the mountains. You would literally see God at his best. Mm, 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 mm. To see the mountains, to see his divine orchestrated work, his canvas that he just so perfectly placed there. We went to Red Rocks, um, and there are several mountains that you can go to. We didn't get a chance to go to the the ones that um, the other ones, but there are like six uh, mountains, different mountains that you can go to. Now, due to the pandemic, you have to um, schedule it, and it's a lot of tricky stuff that you have to go through to keep everybody safe. But God allowed my daughter Brittany to take me to Red Rock um, a few days after being there. It was just she and I. And I took my time and just gazed at God's beauty, man. Man, oh, I can't even paint the picture for you. But to see God's activity, to see his workmanship, to see that he placed that there for our beauty. And we're missing out. You, you are missing out staying at home doing nothing. Plan a trip. Plan a trip. Get away from the hard stuff. The everyday minutia of life. The pressures, the stressors, the the ironing, the um, cleaners, the working, the kitchen, the cooking, the cleaning. All of that stuff has its place. But there comes a time where you need to take a vacation and just go away and do nothing but look at God's glory. His beauty. His workmanship, ah, it is breathtaking. It is beautiful. So we went there and we got a chance to um, celebrate my son's 31st birthday at the same time. Now, I could not have planned this trip. I could not have planned this trip. God planned this trip for me and God afforded this trip for me. He let somebody 
<laughs> Come on now. My cash app, they put cash app, $500 in my cash app when I was getting, when I was graduating, walking across the stage at the same time, somebody put, God touched somebody's heart and told them to give me $500 for graduation. My God. And that person told me about all the blessings that released in their lives because they obeyed God and gave me, gifted me $500 for my hard work, my God. And then my son said God told him to give me money for my graduation. And he said to God, 125, and God said more. He said, double it, God said more. So he sent me $375, my God. And he has been getting blessed and blessed and blessed just for downloading and obeying God and blessing God's servant. So my cash app is dollar sign Sandra's Poetry Spot. If you want blessings from God, send me something in my cash app and I guarantee you doors will open for you. Somebody told me, they said, because I obey God, I have been getting, people have been sending me money left and right. So needless to say, I graduated. Yay! I am so happy. I pat myself on the back. So I woke up that morning and something said, you're going to Colorado. I said, what? Because I've always wanted to go to Colorado, but I didn't think I could afford taking a trip to Colorado, right? Yes, my daughters, they got in the car and they drove me to Colorado to see my son and surprised him. We celebrated his birthday. He was so happy. Oh my God, which made me happy. I love my children. We went to various places. We ate delicious food. And then um, that Saturday, Saturday we, we drove to, no, Friday, Friday morning we drove to uh, Kansas City. Now, I love Kansas, you all. I think I'm going to move there. I don't know. Y'all better pray, 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 pray. But Kansas City, we went to the Great Wolf Lodge. Now, you got to take your children. If you have children, you have to go to the Great Wolf Lodge. It is beautiful. They have Build-A-Bear in there where you can get your children a bear and they can build the type of bear that they want. They have, um, what is it called? The dots. Oh, God. My daughter had to get the dipping dots. The ice cream is to die for. It's not just custard or anything like that. It's real good, delicious ice cream. I got two scoops. It's very expensive. So one scoop is $3.40 something cents, all right? So I got two scoops. And um, uh, I got the vanilla and the strawberry mixed together. So it was really good on a, like a sugar cone, you know, and that was really good. But they have inside, they have an arcade where you can go and play all the games that they had in Adventure Trails. I don't know if you're from Illinois or wherever, but we used to, I used to take my children to Adventure Trails and they had all the arcade games in there. They had just everything you can imagine, but you can, they had a balcony on to our lodge and I sat out there at night and just talked to God and it was so refreshing with the nice breeze. It was like 75 degrees there, just a, a really nice breeze on your face and you can just commune with God. And I got a lot of that when I traveled. It was so beautiful, just 
me and God or, you know, the food was delicious. All right. So then we woke up the next day and by the way, the Great Wolf Lodge room 371, I will never forget that. 371 was the bomb.com. All right. And they're not paying me for advertising, but I just want you to know some spots you should go and take your children where you will definitely have an amazing time. All right. Um, And even when I walked in, I was going to my room to make sure it was all right. Someone ran to me. Listen how God works. Ran to me, a little child, and said, would you like this coupon? We're not going to use it. And my mom told me to find someone to give it to. Do you hear me? God met me right there inside the Great Wolf Lodge. That was confirmation that I was meant to be there. You are meant to be somewhere. And if you get up and obey God, plan on your calendar, write it down on your vision board, the things that you want to come to fruition, because I can show you my vision board and just about everything that I wrote on there has come to pass and is going to come to pass. I am all for a vision board. All right. I got to wrap this up. I want to tell you that we made it back home. And when we made it back home, the our heads started hurting when we woke up that Sunday morning. Everybody's head was hurting profusely. We thought it was COVID. And so we went and got tested. It wasn't COVID, but everybody's head was hurting. The children was lethargic. They were laying around, could not even get up. So I called my daughter's doctor. I called my doctor. I went in and got checked. Sandra, you're fine. Your oxygen levels are fine. Can I tell you all, it was carbon monoxide in our home. I called the fire department because my... This is the second part. I am ecstatic to be alive of part one. This is part two of the fire department and the carbon monoxide. Can I tell you, we called the fire department, they came. They came in with all of their equipment. And first of all, they said, come out the house, come out the house. Everybody come out of this house. We came out of the house and they brought in everything and they came back and told us, The carbon monoxide levels in your home is 35. They said, when people, when we go to people's house and it's at 30, we're dragging them out, putting them in bags. Your level inside of your home is level 35. Inside of your garage, it is level 75. They looked at us in amazement and kept asking us if we were all right. Well, needless to say, I talked to my doctor earlier that day and went and got checked. And she said, if you stay out of your home for two hours and your head stop hurting, then it's carbon monoxide in your home. I left her. I went to the store. I stayed out for a while, more than two hours. When I came back in, I was talking, speaking with my sisters on the phone and we started praying, which we pray every morning. So we're praying and I fell asleep in the garage where the levels were 75 degrees. Needless to say, you all, I could have started the car and the car could have caught a fire 
destroying everybody. Now, I'm going to give you a few scenarios here that the Lord showed me his grace and mercy. Number one, I fell asleep in the garage and I woke up and didn't even realize that carbon monoxide was in my home. I had told my landlord before I left that there was a leak in the garage and that there was um, there was a problem. She said to me, that's normal because you're running your central air, you know, your air condition. So I'm like, wow, well, all right. But then it was so much water in the garage. I'm like, this is not normal. Something is wrong. And so we went out of town and came back. When I came back, there was even more water. All right. So I called and left a message and told them there is more water. Someone needs to check this out. We did not put it together that it was carbon monoxide. God told me it had to be something wrong. And I said, it's it's probably carbon monoxide, but I didn't know what I was talking about. I didn't think I knew, but you know how God speaks through you and you don't even realize what you're saying. Come to find out those were the levels you all. Now, my son and daughter stayed home. The Lord let me know I could have came back to two dead children because I was trying to figure out how I was going to stay at the the Great Wolf Lodge one more day because my children was having a ball and I didn't want to disappoint them. Had I stayed one more day, listen to the voice of God, you all. Had I stayed one more day, enjoying myself, having fun, I could have come back to two dead children. Had God not spared my life, fallen asleep in the garage, I could have I could have been gone then. They told us to take Tylenol and um, ibuprofen. I can never pronounce that because I don't take medicine. So I went to the store and I got that and I was popping two. And I don't even take medicine, but I'm like, my head is hurting so bad. I don't know what's going on. It felt like my brain was deteriorating. So listen, when they came and told us to get out of the house, they came in with a big, huge fan. My next door neighbor was out of town as well. They said they're gonna break the door down if we didn't get someone to open that door. They went in there and they found a gas leak in my next door neighbor's house, which is seeping into my house. So not only did we have carbon monoxide, we also was dealing with a gas leak. Do you get this? They said all of us could have been dead and been carried out on what? Stretchers put in bags, dead, deceased, off the face of the earth, we would not have known anything had I not pursued my daughter, Victoria. I called the fire department about six or seven times, and it kept going to voicemail saying, leave a message. Come to find out, after they came, they said they were out eating. But they gave us the advice, and I'm going to tell you, always call 911. I said, I didn't want to call 911 because I didn't want to get charged or whatever. And I didn't want to, if it was nothing, you know, I didn't know what it was. So if it was nothing, I didn't want a big old ruckus with all of the police cars and the ambulance and all of that. They said, no, call 911 if you ever question anything because it's better to be safe than sorry. So they're here and they were here for a long time, making sure that we would be safe. The leak in the water tank was the issue. And so be very vigilant. We went out. Um, they said we have detectors in our home. Nothing went off. I went and bought an expensive detector. So 
I can make sure that there were the levels are good in the home. I could have lost my whole family. You could lose your family too if you do not do the due diligence. Don't leave it to someone else, you know? Um, so we're outside. All of the neighbors came out, fired two fire trucks, police officers, the whole nine. And come to find out, a lady down the street, um, she said, my head has been hurting for three days. And so the fire department was able to go to her house as well. I just want to tell you the goodness of God. The goodness of God, his grace, his mercy. He looks over us. He watched over us. He watched over us while we're asleep. We could have fallen asleep and never woken up again. I went out of town. I had a ball to come back to the enemy trying to destroy our lives. He didn't only want my life, but he wanted all of our lives. The enemy don't only want your life, but he want everything attached to you as well. So I am encouraging you to keep the faith, to hold on, don't give up. No matter how difficult life may be to you right now, you will be ecstatic like I am if you keep living, if you keep doing what's right, if you keep obeying God. I encourage you. This is the longest um, podcast I've ever done, but I wanted to leave this with you that even though you're going to have some high pivotal moments, there there will also be lows. Uh There will also be times that you have to stand on the wall. There's times where you're going to have to reach into your reserved strength and fight for your life. Advocate for yourself. Tune into the spirit of God. Listen to what he's saying. So, all right. I have a few engagements. Last night, I went and prayed um, over a conference that they asked me to pray over. Uh, a little while ago, and this was my first time going out in public since the pandemic to a church and really enjoyed myself. You know, I really enjoyed myself. Um, And uh, it was a lady there that gave a testimony of how God has blessed her during the pandemic and that she will be moving into her home today and how they took off, I think she said $15,000 off of the total of her house Why? Because she continually praised God, continually did what was right. She continued to um, live holy, all right? And so she gave me some faith, and I'm believing God for my home. And I've stated it on several occasions that I am trusting and believing God for my home as well. I want you to release your faith and trust God for your new home too. Because God is in the blessing business right now. Whatever you need, he has it for you, all right? So I went to that, and now um, the next event is April, the 46th anniversary convention, annual church convention of the Greater Bethlehem Temple Pentecostal Church, where I grew up, where my father uh, was pastor um, of that church, and my mom. Now my sister, Pastor Renford, is there, and 
they called and asked me if I would be a speaker on that Sunday. So I would love for you to tune in. It's going to be on Zoom and all of the information will be on my Facebook page. But Lively Stones, what a message. Do you want to be a, what type of stone do you want to be? That's what I will ask you. What type of stone are you? What type of stone do you want to be? Where do you see yourself in five years? That's a question. All right, then pastor, then I have um, the Heal Me Now retreat, which I talk about there's life after divorce. And I encourage everyone um, that is married to stay married if that's at all possible. And everyone who is going through a divorce, I give you the keys, the tools of survival because there is life as you see. There is life after divorce. You do not have to uh, live beneath your privileges and sad and sorrowful and, and moping and groaning. And you don't have to do that. You can live a full, bountiful life after divorce. Yes, your children can be whole and complete after divorce. So I will be doing that in August. And then Pastor uh, Michael Bellamy called me and asked me to speak at his church for his um Revival that's coming up in August as well. On the 22nd, I will be there in um, in Illinois. Then I have my um, Sandra's Authors Forum coming up on the 24th of June. So that's going to be the next one. And I want you to come and to the Zoom, Sandra's Authors Forum. These are some powerhouses. You hear me? My friend, Angela Simmons, she's the mother of 11 children. Yes, 11 children. We went to the church in Joliet and I met her there and um, she encouraged me, I encouraged her. But she has a story to tell. She wrote a book and I want you to purchase her book as well. Then I met this lady, um, Evangelist Navita Foreman. Uh, you have to come and hear her story. I only heard a little bit, a bit, 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 bit. But this is a story that I want you to hear because she walked away from God. And as the scripture said, whom the Lord loveth, he chaseth and, and scourgeth every son. She's going to tell you what happened in her life. And she ran back to God and God accepted her back. So anyone that has walked away from God, you still have a chance to come back to God. Well, she wrote a book, um, A Woman on a Mission, and she is a, indeed a woman on a mission, all right? And Pastor Beverly, she co-authored two books, and she, um, the title of hers is um, My Hidden Strength and Tidbits of Wisdom, A Gem a Day. You have to hear her story as well. She co-authored them, I co-authored them with her as well, and then I wrote um, The Greatest Mother in the World. So I will tell you bits and pieces of my story as well. So this forum is going to be very enlightening. I'm going to have a couple people on there. Someone's going to do a poem, um, pray, do a scripture, a favorite quote. You know, it's going to be a full-blown show. So if you miss it, it's nobody's fault but your own. And I might even sing a song. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So come and enjoy Sandra's Authors Forum. It will be June 24th at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to talk about life. It is now time for you to live. Live. Live life to the full. All right? May God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. As always, I am ecstatic to be alive. 
and I want you to be ecstatic as well. Love you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, you are the one we love and we adore. We thank you for who you are, for what you're doing, and for what you're going to do. We bless your name. I'm asking that everyone on this podcast, Lord, will be touched in a special, unique way, that you would meet them where they are, that you would heal their bodies and save their souls. I pray right now, even for those that are listening in prison, in jail, that you would, hallelujah, fight and fend for them in the name of Jesus. Show them who you are. Will you save somebody? Will you deliver somebody? Will you heal somebody? Will you touch somebody today? In the matchless name of Jesus, we love you with our whole heart. Thank you for sparing our lives. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for healing our bodies. In the name of Jesus, and it is so and so it is. May God bless you.